Hey, welcome to the Crosspoint Church Podcast. I'm Rob Chartrand, the lead pastor of the church. We're a church that's for the city in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and are passionate about helping people find their way back to God. Hey, if you're new, I'll have a bit to say at the end of the podcast, but in the meantime, let's listen to this Sunday's message. Good morning, church. What is this all about? Micah, why do you got to make it complicated, right? All right. Good morning, church. Welcome to Crosspoint. Uh, let me tell you, today's another special summer gathering. And if you haven't noticed, uh, since the beginning of our summer salsa series, with that funky beat during the bumper, uh, we've had several one-church gatherings. And so if you're new and you're just rolling out of bed or you just got here or you're joining us online, uh, you might be wondering, what is a one-church gathering? So for us, one church is simply an all-ages gathering for the whole church to pursue God together in worship. And practically, this means our kids are in the gathering. All right, parents? We're in this together, okay? It's going to be okay. All right? But this is part of our intergenerational ministry model. It's really who we are, our DNA. And most of all, it reflects our dedication to take discipleship seriously right from the beginning. So, of course, I want to say thank you to all of you guys who are joining us in the room on a long weekend. Uh, and, and especially we want to thank uh, those of you who are online. We're so glad that you're here in this way. Wish you were here. But most importantly, I want to say a special welcome to our preschoolers and our grades 1 to 6 students. Hear this today, kids. You are so welcome here. Okay? I wanted to make sure that's clear. Can our students make some noise? We want to hear from you. Yeah, you're actually allowed this time, okay? <laughs> Let's try that again. Come on, I know you're here. You got more. You're really loud, kids. Okay, one, two, three. We'll work on that, but you're allowed, okay? I just want to hear from you guys. The parents, they are here, and we're so glad that you, you kids are here. The truth is, we are all in this together, all ages, and so... Uh, we are intentional and deliberate about discipling everyone at Crosspoint, people of genders, all ethnic backgrounds, and all ages. And so sometimes we do this differently in different ways, spaces, and times. Sometimes we do this in a formal way like this, and sometimes it's really subtle. You know, just a series of intentional, everyday choices that we make as leaders, these conversations that we have, and little actions. And often, though, we do this in different spaces and times so we can well serve all ages and, and, and we can teach in age-appropriate ways. So we have an awesome children's ministry. Can we make some noise for our children's pastors? Sure, you make some noise for them. Okay, all right. But I get it, I get it. Um, and children are the future, I agree. No, that's allowed. Often, though, you know, I want to make sure that this is clear. Thank you, Laura. And so we can, we, we want to tell you, thank you, Fitz. You know, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Andrew and Megan, are you going to be okay? Okay. I just want this to be clear, friends. We don't do the age-appropriate teaching model because one group is more important than another. You are all important. And for this reason, today's talk is titled, No Little People. Why? Well, it's not because we don't allow people who are under six feet here. We, if you're short, 
We love you. You're welcome here, okay? Just want to make sure that's clear. It's because Jesus teaches us that there are no little people in God's eyes. And so we don't belittle people here. We don't exclude anyone. And in God's eyes, nobody is weak or needy or insignificant. So today, we're going to turn to our Bibles and read a story from Mark chapter 10. And now, everyone, this is a story for all ages. So mom, dad, grandparents, this is not nap time, okay? All right? I'm sure you need it, and that will come soon enough, some, for some sooner than others. Okay, parents, we're in this together, but I promise I'll keep today short for that reason. But before we jump into the story, I want to challenge the students, and parents, you can help me with this. Okay, preschoolers, make some noise. They're the noisiest ones. What is going on? Okay, preschoolers, if you look in your praise pack, you will find a coloring page of you with Jesus. I want to invite you to color that in. Now, students, grades one to four, you make some noise. Yeah, everyone knows what. Awesome. You guys love yourselves. If you look in your pack, you will find markers and pencils. And I want you to take the piece of paper I've given you today in the praise pack, and I want you to draw a picture of you with Jesus. Uh, If you're at home, get some pencils and papers out and join us in this. Uh, And now, finally, grade five and six students, I want you to get creative. I want you to think about this, really think about what would it look like for you to join what Jesus is doing in the world? Imagine that. And so you take your piece of paper and write down your thoughts. Draw a picture of you doing something with Jesus. And then we're going to talk about this a little bit later. And so, parents, I, I would love to see these pictures on Realm after the gathering. If you don't have Realm, check out our website and get signed up for Realm. It's our, just our social media platform for our internal church community. We want to share those pictures there. I want to see you with Jesus, doing stuff with Jesus. Okay, so now, without any further ado, kids, families, parents, grandparents, let's jump into the book of Mark chapter 10. And we're going to start with verse 13. So, Here's what's happening, kids, in the story. Jesus had been teaching in Judea and beyond the Jordan River in the countryside. And because Jesus was this teacher, whenever crowds of people gathered around him, he would sit with them outside and just teach them. So if there was people to teach, Jesus would teach them. And in the last couple days, Jesus had been teaching the disciples and the Pharisees, and these were the followers of Jesus and these Jewish church leaders. And he had been teaching them all about getting along with others, family, and marriage. And after all of this teaching, Jesus rested with his disciples in the house. He was exhausted. It was hot. You know that feeling, being hot? We've all been hot recently. But guess what happened? Even then, people came to Jesus in that house. But this time was different. Let me tell you what happened. People began to surround the house Jesus and his disciples were in. And verse 13 says that people were bringing little children to Jesus. Starting in verse 13. They wanted him to place his hands on them to bless them. But the disciples told them to stop. When Jesus saw this, he was angry. He said to the disciples, let the little children come to me. Don't keep them away. God's kingdom belongs to people like them. What I'm telling you is true. Anyone who will not receive God's kingdom like a little child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms, and he placed his hands on them to bless them. Okay, so what's happening here, really? Somebody is bringing children, little ones, to Jesus so he can hold them. And probably it's mom, dad, a sister, a brother, a friend, or a family member. 
But so Jesus could lay his hands on them and bless them. Why? Well, this wasn't really uncommon. You know, back then, without modern medicine, all this technology, people didn't always survive until adulthood. It's really sad. It was common for parents then to get a teacher to bless their children for protection and health. And, you know, you think about it even today. We love to dedicate and bless our babies at Crosspoint. We want to stand by them together. But my question today is that, is that all Jesus does for our children? Bless them so they can make it to adulthood. And so in this story, the disciples thought so. They didn't get it. They were displeased. To them, kids were just an interruption to the important work that Jesus was doing with them. And it was the adult stuff. So they said, stop. And he started to shoo the families away from Jesus. So guess what? Kids, they were wrong. And Jesus let them know it. He was furious. Can you, I can just imagine Jesus coming in between the disciples and these families. And he was, what did he say to the disciples? He says, let the children what? Let the children come to me. And more importantly, he says, don't keep them away. Do not hinder them. Crosspoint, let's just stop for a second and think about this for a moment. Let's be honest. Do we always let the children come to Jesus? And I'm not just talking about Sunday or our weekend gatherings. How might we be keeping children away from Jesus, the little ones? Maybe it's because we are preoccupied with the adult stuff. I get that. Life is busy. Or whatever the reason is, there, there are so many. But here, you know, Jesus uses this example of little children. But in ancient cultures, many people were treated poorly. Back then, it was common for women, children, the sick, and the sinners to be treated as if they were imposing. Like they were an inconvenience in the world of the righteous do-gooder and men. And so now, perhaps, there are other ways that we keep certain people outside the circle. Let's think about it. Here's a funny one that we've kind of already experienced today. What kind of face do we make when our children make noise in church? That one, right? <laughs> right? But seriously. And, and, and another question is, how much energy and resources do we put into our children's ministry? Let me tell you a secret. We put a lot of energy and resources into our children's ministry. We just finished three weeks of Kids King Capers Camp. Can we make some noise for that? It was amazing and hard work and we're still putting together all the stories and you're going to hear all about it soon but we put a lot into it how much energy do we put into our children at home right spoiler alert i'm a parent i know this firsthand it is hard but it's important and that's not just our kids either how about this do we make room for people who don't think, talk, look, or speak like us? We, we can say we do, but what does it look like to live that way? Hey, kids? More importantly, what does it cost us? And, and do we pay that price here? But listen, there's, there's good news for everyone here today. There is grace for all of that. You know, there's this whimsical, silly and winsome uh, writer, Bob Goff, and he once said, if we want to be part of God's kingdom, kingdoms are built from the people up. So we have, we have some people. Can everyone can see this? You got some people. Yeah, don't, these are stickmen. I get it. 
not great, but here's some people. This is me and you, our children, you know? And, and if, if we want to make God's kingdom the way God did through grace, we start by drawing a circle around all of them and saying, you're in. You're, you're, you're all in. You're in. This is you, Dwayne. This is you, Fitzy. That's you. You're in. You know, kids, I've, I've said kingdom a lot, so I want to explain myself just a little bit. I'll distract you with that. When I say kingdom, there is a king. That is true. But there isn't always a castle. This is what I mean by kingdom, kids. This is what it is. The kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about is the activity and direction of Jesus in the lives of those who love him, me and you. And the kingdom of God is built up by people, built in people. And there are no second-class Jesus followers. And the truth that we might need to hear in particular today is that the kingdom of God is for all ages. It's for all people. And we can't look, overlook the ageism that is lurking in the muck sometimes. And so this kingdom is for my, my son, Reese, and it's for my older brothers, Ernie. Where are you, Ernie? There you are. And my brother, Peter. It's for your wife, your kids, and your teenagers. Hi, teenagers. And even for Flames fans and cilantro haters. It's for everyone. You name the person, it's for them. Because listen, we're, we are all part of something here, the kingdom of God. And everyone has a chance to do something with Jesus in it. So kids, listen to this morning. There are no little people. What you think and do and have to say matters to us here. And it matters to God even more. I'm not kidding. Let me explain. There's this writer. His name's Francis Schaeffer. He agrees. He says, we must remember throughout our lives that in God's sight, there are no little people and no little places. Only one thing is important, to be consecrated, dedicated persons in God's place for us at each moment. See, what Francis is saying, kids, is that everyone is valuable to God. And everything you do is uniquely important, no matter how small. Your age, stage, and places of life is not small or insignificant. The only thing that is important is that we present ourselves wholly to God. Whoever we are, wherever we're at, in each little and ordinary plain moment, you are valuable. Our older brother, Ernie, he is valuable. For example, you know, God has made me, and I'm valuable to him just as I am. And he's just wondering if I am willing to do what he wants to do with him. So students, let's hear some of your names. Shout your name out if you're here. Liam, Liam, you are valuable to God. Will you do what he wants to do with you? Can I hear another name over here? Pearl? Okay, Pearl, you are valuable to God. Will you do what he wants to do with you in his kingdom? Don't, okay, good, great. We can leave, guys, okay. Um, but in other words, guys, it's what you do matters. Will you say yes to him? You know, the silly guy I told you about before, Bob Goff, he used to think that he couldn't do things with Jesus. Now he's changed his mind. He said, 
I used to think you had to be special for God to use you. But now I know that you simply need to say yes, just as Pearl did. Listen, saying yes to Jesus every day is how the kingdom of God crashes from heaven to earth and increases in all of our lives. It begins with an attitude of yes. The kingdom of God is for all ages. But the truth is, the kingdom of God is not all attitudes. There are no little people, but sometimes we have a small attitude. An attitude of faith is an attitude of saying yes to Jesus no matter who you are. A little yes can go a long way. So what does that look like? Well, in the story, Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Don't keep them away. Then Jesus says, God kingdom, God's kingdom belongs to people like them. Listen, the kingdom of God is for everyone, but Jesus says his kingdom belongs to people that are like children. Childlike people have the kingdom of God in their grasp. Kids, you have the kingdom of God's, God in your hand right now. It's in your grasp. So kids, you sometimes might feel like how you think and act is displeasing to an adult. And maybe they are. We'll just have to ask your mom and dad. But hey, I have been wrong too. And because I am older than you kids, I've been wrong more. But listen, this is what I'm getting at. Kids, every way you act and think is not wrong, not always. The adult world may not accept it, but Jesus is saying, hey, if you want to do things with me, you have to be like a kid. And so Jesus goes on to tell us here in verse 15 and 16, anyone who will not receive God's kingdom like a child will never enter it. See, kids, the kingdom of God, it's a gift. It's like this gift. And we receive it when we say yes to God's activity and direction in our lives. Receive the gift. And, you know, the truth is, kids, I've observed this about you. You don't hesitate. That's something we learn to do as an adult. Listen, students, all the kids in the room, let me ask you a special question. When a good friend comes to you and he says, hey, let's do something awesome, what do you guys say? Shout it out. Right? You say, yes, I'm in. Parents, isn't that the truth? Some of you parents are shaking your head right now. They're always in, even when they shouldn't be. But parents, if we are fair, if we were to let them come to Jesus, and he was to invite them to do something truly awesome in his kingdom, we would want them to be all in. And kids, you would be. You wouldn't hesitate. You don't hesitate. You know, recently my family and I went to Disneyland. And it was an amazing family memory. And surprisingly, it was one of the most amazing things I've done in my life. You know, we went there for the kids. But the truth is, at the end of each day, we stayed for Micah. <laughs> like, and the only reason we left each day is because my kids were tapped out. They were tired. But honestly, it was kind of strange for me to be an adult in the magical kingdom of kids. And, and to be fair, you know, there's lots of adults there. And there's lots for adults to do. But part of me at first felt out of place. And parents, if you can relate uh, with COVID, the state of travel, and everything, uh, I was kind of a stick in the mud. You can just ask my wife. I was kind of a Debbie Downer. Um, I had this small attitude. And so as we entered Disneyland on day one, I started to think to myself, am I open to and willing to have fun today? Could I muster up a yes attitude? And do you know what happened? Um, well, let's look at the next slide. 
<laughs> I had fun. I'll, see that guy covered in plastic? That's Judah. It just flew up in his face. That's awesome. Uh, Splash Mountain. Hey, you got to enter the kingdom like a child. And kids, you don't always hesitate or hold on to things or, or become crippled by doubt. You are open and receptive and dependent on others. Please don't ever change. Hold on to that, kids. Don't hesitate. Say, Jesus, I'm all in. And, you know, some of the adults here know when you get older, sometimes you, one day you just wake up and, and that is gone. And you have to fight for that to come back. And listen, the truth is, kids and parents, you know this, we are all getting older every day, but we do not need to lose the magic. We can always say yes to Jesus, yes to his kingdom. We don't have to feel excluded as a child, and we don't have to have a small attitude. So don't miss the main point this morning. Not every follower of Jesus is an adult, but every follower of Jesus receives and enters a relationship with Jesus like a child. And so the good news is as we, as we get older, our attitude doesn't need to get small. You cannot put a number on childlike faith, but you can grow a shiny new yes attitude. I've seen it done. Let me tell you a story about one person who's done this. Uh, as some of you know, and kids, you may be informed, one of our dear sisters in Jesus, Mary Jo Brown, passed away this past month. She knew Jesus, and she said yes to him throughout her battle with cancer. And for seven beautiful years, she celebrated the gift of life that God gave her and her little grandchildren. And yesterday, as we gathered to celebrate her life and her hope in Jesus, we agreed on one thing. Joey didn't pass away as a grown-up. In the end, she trusted in him like a child. You know, how she received the kingdom of God uh, with childlike faith can be summed up in these three words. Honesty, wonder, and trust. You know, she received and entered into the kingdom with an attitude of honesty. She knew where she stood and what she needed, just like a child, just like a kid. She received and entered with an attitude of wonder. She was still amazed by life, God, and creation, just like a child. She received and entered it with an attitude of trust. Every day was a gift, and she depended on God for it, just like a child. She assumed it would be awesome. So just like Joey, we can receive the kingdom of God when we receive and enter it through these three childlike attitudes. Honesty, trust, and wonder. So kids, students, adults, this is for all of us collectively. If we are honest about our need for Jesus, we will begin to wonder and imagine what is possible with Jesus. And then we will begin to trust in Jesus, just like children would. Imagine the possibilities if we all, young and old, and everything in between, were to say yes to Jesus' activity and direction. Kids, you can say this right now. You're part of this. And adults, you can still Say yes to Jesus right now. So grades five and six students, what did you imagine yourself doing with Jesus? What words did you write down? 
What pictures did you draw? I hope to see them later. Maybe you drew a picture of you praying for the sick with Jesus. You can do that. Maybe you drew a picture of you sharing God's love, his message with Jesus. You can do that. And maybe you're helping a neighbor with Jesus. Anything we can do as adults, you can do too. So let's imagine this together at Crosspoint. And I, I look forward to seeing these pictures on Realm this afternoon. Why? Because just as it was said this morning, kids, you are the future of this church. There are no little people. There's just small attitudes. So as we close to Crosspoint family, on a very personal level, how do each of us need an attitude adjustment? Do, do we need to brush off our childlike honesty? Do we need to get really honest? Maybe we need to stop taking ourselves so seriously. To get silly, winsome, and imagine the bigger and the better things that God has for us and wants to do with us. Do we need to stop being a stick in the mud at Disneyland? Stop planning and to start trusting in Jesus. Do you need to see, say to Jesus, I'm all in. Yes, I'm all in. So if that's, your, that's you today, no matter your age, Jesus invites you to come as a child. He says, let the children come to me. Now let me pray for us, and then I'm going to invite Kincaid to close. Let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you for reminding us that there are no little people in your eyes. We are all welcome in your presence, and we thank you for the circle of grace. Help us today to hold on to your kingdom, a yes attitude, to keep saying yes to you. And for this help, we thank you. We love you. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope it's helped you in your spiritual journey and it's helped you draw closer to God. Let me tell you a little bit about us. Crosspoint gathers as one church on Sundays in Northeast Edmonton. And you can find out our location and more about us by visiting our website, thecrosspointchurch.ca. We also meet throughout the week throughout Edmonton in what we call home groups. These are smaller communities of learning, laughter, community, uh, transformation. We, we think that the journey of faith was never intended to be an independent exercise. It's, it's something that we do together. So please visit our website and find out how you can get connected to a home group near you. If you listen to our podcast regularly, why not make it shareable? You could like us on iTunes or share our podcast with other people. But more importantly, we hope you will get connected with other people and talk about what you've learned. Again, hey, thanks for listening. We pray you'll experience Christ's love in a very real and profound way this week.